Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Oh, it's me, Jamie. Oh. And Jason. Hi, Jamie. Wow, hi, Jamie. <laughs> you really didn't know how to do this. <laughs> okay, from sunshine to the darkness, uh, yeah. I want to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer first. So Netflix has this uh, this movie about Jeffrey Dahmer called Monster, and um, in it there is kind of a, a theory that one of the reasons he got away with what he got away with is that there was a lot of homophobia and racism in the Milwaukee Police Department back then, and the um, and that that that's why the police ignored a lot of the things that were going because on. Because a lot of the victims were gay and black, and therefore the theory is they weren't investigated like they would have been yeah, had re- they been straight and white. Remember, Jeffrey Dahmer would um, sometimes go to gay bars. He was gay, and he would pick people up, take them home, kill them, and then eat them. So, um, I mean, it is you a... You said that so matter-of-factly. I, I really didn't almost... know what to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> it was jarring. It is a, it is a gruesome, yeah. gruesome... It's, it's one of... In my life, I don't remember a story quite as dark and gruesome as Jeffrey Dahmer. I really don't. Um, but in, in any event, the, the police, uh, the prosecutor in the case who actually prosecuted Jeffrey Dahmer, who's now retired told us that he disputes that, that there were, this was not an issue of homophobia, was not an issue of racism. I got to tell you, this was the late 80s, I believe 89. And one of the things that happened in this was, I remember that there was a, the, the police came into the house at one point, and, and I, I think this was, I, I remember this so, it was so horrific that, one of his victims was in the house, escaped, ran out. The police saw him. He was saying, help me, help me. Jeffrey Dahmer said, oh, no, it's just a you know family dispute. And, so, and the police actually went back in the house. But when they went back in the house, they knew Dahmer was gay. I think he told them that. And they, they just w- assigned it to some sort of weird gay thing that they didn't understand. No, they recoiled and said, "We don't uh, want to go in here because it was right around the. It was right at the time that AIDS was raging, crazy. and there were people who were afraid you could catch AIDS just by being around sure. other people. Sure. And so, um, and and they he killed that guy. He killed that kid. And so, um, look. I, it's so hard to believe that there wasn't a measure of that in this. Well, that's the thing with racism. Nobody thinks they're a racist. It's it's deep in them. It's it's ingrained. And so he might not have realized he was doing this because of his bias. But I believe that, of course, it had something to do with it. He had the neighbor who was an African-American woman reported him many, many times saying something is going on and nobody took it seriously. Would they have taken it more seriously if the person were white? I think white and and I think probably a little bit sexism, too. But yes, I think absolutely. I think there's a huge issue of um, homophobia here. 
Um, and I'm not saying necessarily with that police department, but here's what I am saying. that and And I'm not trying to cast dispersions on this police chief because I don't know. But I know that homophobia was real back then. We had a police chief in L.A., Daryl Gates, who was awful and um, just did all sorts of horrendous things. And they used to raid gay bars. Uh, I know that because I was there. <laughs> and um, they would raid these bars. And there was a Looking lot. Looking for what? Looking to arrest somebody. I mean, back in, you know, the 60s and 70s, they would literally find people with their arm around another guy in a gay bar and they would um, arrest them for lewd conduct and they'd have to register as sex offenders sometimes. Uh. I mean, it just got insane. And this is L.A. and this is, you know, the 70s. So I I think the idea that homophobia and racism didn't play a part of it. It's just, it's contrary to everything we know about human nature, and maybe maybe it's peculiar to America, but it's probably not, right? Which is that we all bring our biases to every situation. Right. And there are some people who, uh, especially back back then with, with the gay community, but but there are some people who, who act on those biases more frequently than others. We know that. And so the idea that it was completely devoid of any racism or homophobia, it doesn't stand up to the facts, and it doesn't stand up to just common sense, right? It, and to your point, it doesn't mean that it was endemic through the department. It doesn't mean that these officers in this one situation were affected by that. It just seems that if you take it on balance, clearly there was, you just, it would, it would defy common sense to say that it was completely devoid of any, of any sort of biases in this way. And, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, hopefully we grow from the, uh, putting the Dahmer side aside, Dahmer stuff aside, it's so horrific, but what are you going to do? We grow from this. We learn from this. We hope to get better. Certainly the strides made, uh, at least from my straight white dude perspective, the, the strides strides made in, in accepting homosexuals in this country have been enormous over the last 30 years. Um, yeah, it's harder for me to speak to, given what we see on the streets every day, to the strides made for African-Americans. But strides are made and we do the best we can. But we look back on this, I think, as a learning thing, right? What happens when we turn a blind eye? What happens when we bring our biases to the police profession more specifically? What do you think? I partially agree with you. All right. Which part? I partially agree with you. I mean, I, I, I'm not so sure you're right. I think there have been huge strides made um, with, you know, homophobia countering it. Right. But it still exists. Oh, then you entirely agree with me. I, I wasn't suggesting it's gone. Yeah, but I, I look, gay marriage is widely accepted. It polls incredibly well. And if you go back to 2004 when John Kerry lost the presidential election because Karl Rove got gay no, marriage I think put that's on, right. on, on ballots across the country, it, it's a hugely different. I think thing. there's. I think there have been huge strides. Yeah. I think there's still. Anyway. We still have a long way to go. Yeah. Okay. Haley Bieber. Oh boy, buckle up. Guys, Jelena, the Jelena fans, you're wrong because she's speaking out. Uh, Haley is, of course, and she's Fiercely. saying she did not steal Selena. So she went on the no, podcast. No, she did not steal Justin. Uh, well, she that's not untrue either. She did not steal <laughs> Selena. She did not steal Justin from Selena. Were you ever with Justin romantically at the same time as her? No. When him and I ever started, like, hooking up or, like, anything of that sort... He was not ever in a relationship, ever. The timeline also that I think sometimes is in question of like us getting together and getting engaged and him having been spending 
time with his ex before that. I understand, again, how it looks from the outside and there's a lot of perception there, but that was a situation where I, I know for a fact that it was the right thing for them to close that door. Um, can you translate that for I me? I can. I can break this down for you. So what she's saying is, this was a big thing. So they were together on and off, and it was Selena, and then back to, to Haley, and then Selena. And then there was like a big reconciliation. Uh, this is very serious. I'm going to need just, you to listen. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking, forget it. Okay. I don't even want to tell you. So at... At one point, Selena and Justin got back together, I want to say 2017, and Jelena fans were like, this is it. Haley's out of the picture. Next thing you know, boom, he's engaged to Haley Bieber, and everyone's like, what the heck happened? So what she's saying in this is that they were very much together, and she had the respect and understood that that relationship was something, and they needed to close the door. So she's basically a very cool chick. Let him figure his stuff out with Selena. They closed the chapter and that was that. There was no overlap, she says. Now, it sounds like she was very okay with being, you know, waiting in the sideline for him to figure it out. Which is fine. Fine. Good for her. Well, uh, That's fine. So, so so there's two different questions here. Did she, she, She's addressing the, the question of did she... Can I just say, did, you don't understand no, the damn thing I, she I, I, got, I got this all wrapped up. <laughs> there's two questions here. One is, did Justin cheat on Selena with Haley? And Haley's saying no. No. Right. But... It doesn't mean she didn't break them up because they, to, to, I'm learning all this on the fly. They were, Selena and Justin had a, rec a slight reconciliation after Haley and Justin had been together, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so if that's the case, Justin knows Haley is out there waiting for him. No, no, no. But, but what happened, because I, I remember this vaguely that he was with Selena, then they broke up. Then all of a sudden we started seeing him with Haley and then he went back to... But, so, but if he went back to Haley, if he went to Haley, because they were friends, and then it, it, it seemed they started dating. And then all of a sudden he's back yeah. with Selena. Right. Well, then she's just going to say, okay, I'll just stand by and see what happens. No, yeah. exactly. I don't fault anybody, but what I'm, say, I'm saying that if Haley wasn't there, Justin might not leave Selena the second time. So they, what? No, no. So what? The question is... Did so what? did she he break up with Selena to be with Haley? The answer seems to be yes. Well, hold on, hold on. But there's nothing wrong with that. And, I'm not and her saying words wrong. say nothing that. Well, no, it. because that's the the specter of this is there's something wrong that you. No, she, I don't think that is a specter. The specter is that Justin he broke liked up two with, women. Yes, and he broke up with Selena and chose Haley. And people right. are mad about her, her, which is fine. Her words are, "I would never mess with someone's relationship." Well, she might not have messed, but she can't help if she exists and he loves her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is such a crazy, <laughs> common story that somebody is dating two people. Two and they, superstars? No, they go oh. back. Have you ever dated somebody or somebody dated you and there's this third person that they kind of are thinking of going back to, but they don't know? No, it's never happened. You went in a different direction than I, than I thought. <laughs> uh, no, it yes, wasn't. Of, co of course. Oh, of what course. about the other? Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of, co of course, uh, a third person, an ex, is, is she still likes the ex that, that weighs in the relationship. And that seems to be what happened here. But I think that's a criticism. It's not even a criticism. It's more of a criticism of Justin that he liked Haley more than he liked Selena. But people don't say bad things about Justin. They say it about Haley, which is unfair. Wait a minute. So what if he liked her more than Selena? Yeah, so what? But people, you know how that's the believers, way people are. But believers are like that, right? If they if they wanted that relationship, they're upset that that didn't work, and they're taking it out on poor Haley. To this day, people still go after Haley. Right. Here's the thing: these people have got to get a life. Yes. Well, I mean, they got to get a life. We don't want to lose our fan base, sir. <laughs> the, they, they, oh, this is so ridiculous. Okay, we're gonna move on. Uh, let's talk about. 
Oh. Well, uh, your call. We'll either do Tom Cruise next or we'll do Rihanna next. I think Tom Cruise is. Uh, I think well, it's fascinating. Rihanna, I think, yeah, I, I love. I love this story. So, so, so the ultimate story here is that uh, Tom Cruise and uh, and was was believed by the Church of Scientology to be pulling away because he wouldn't return David's uh, David Misca- Miscavige's Miscavige's was trying to calls. reach him. Right, he wouldn't return the phone call, and they were shooting eyes wide shut with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And so Miscavige and the Church of Scientology. Sort of blamed that, or felt that the reason that he was pulling away was because of his relationship with Nicole Kidman. Nicole had dabbled in the church, but hadn't had never completely given herself over to it. And so Miscavige paid a personal visit to Tom, and uh, he was the golden goose for Scientology, right? Because and, and that's really a really important point. They had obviously been very successful in in uh, converting. Is that the right word? I don't mean to use a negative word. Converting, uh, convincing a number of celebrities. To convert to Scientology, Who, to adopt and, Scientology, and, and then normies would follow. And the normies would follow. And the biggest goose did the golden goose was Tom Cruise. They had some others, John Travolta, and some others. But Tom Cruise, the biggest star in the world at the time, maybe still is the biggest star in the world, was the face of Scientology and was also a tremendous public promoter of Scientology. And uh, he would talk about it at great at great length. And so Miscavige realized that if he didn't intervene and he lost Tom Cruise, uh, that that could be a house of cards. It could be a house of cards. And it's a big house of cards, right? They're the largest landowner in all of Hollywood, California. They are in, in a lot of that. But if Tom Cruise defected from the church, that would have been a seismic moment. Right. And and so this is where all these allegations that we've heard from years about phone tapping of Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's phones come into play as something that Scientology has has completely rejected. But I, I do well, think— Well, they, but, they, but this new book that came out yep. by the former honcho at Scientology who's now defected, he says the church made a full-court press to break up Tom and Nicole, and they were the reason they got divorced. Now, the church denies it, but it's certainly interesting. Well, they deny it, and then it happened again years later with Katie Holmes. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I, I I love Scientology's response to these allegations. I think it's such a brilliantly written statement. Mike Rinder, the person who wrote the book that, that all these new allegations are based on, is an inveterate liar. Fantastic use of the word. It I, is. I'm excited to use it. Who seeks to profit from his dishonesty. He supports himself by orchestrating the harassment of his former church and its leader through false police reports, incendiary propaganda, and fraudulent media stories. That's a well written though. That Haley really Be- I, Haley Bieber could take a lesson from the, the quality of that statement. I was right thinking there. how much spell check the person at page six had to do to make that <laughs> statement on paper. It's good. Um, but you know, look, I mean, like you say, it repeated itself with Katie Holmes to the point where for a long time, and and it seems these reports were right, he had nothing to do with Surrey, his daughter. Yes. Oh, I, I believe he still doesn't. He may not. Yeah. And, and it so, also compromised his relationship with he and Nicole's kids. There's been a lot of stuff. So yeah. there is a lot of power behind that church, and that church knows it, and they know they have that power with Tom Cruise, and they didn't want to lose that power. So we don't know what happened because we weren't there. Right. But it's interesting. It's fascinating stuff. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Rihanna. So, we broke the story on Sunday that she was going to perform at the Super Bowl. Um, we know that they were negotiating right up until the last minute. And they had not picked anybody else to be on stage with her. Now we're told that there are 50 people on this list. It's everybody she's ever collaborated with and more. It's Pharrell, it's Kanye, it's Jay-Z, um, it's Drake. There are a lot of people that none of them have been approached, we're told, that they're still trying to figure out what is our wish list, what do we want to do. And they may even decide that she's going to do it solo, which I don't think is going to happen based on the phone calls we've made. But they haven't picked anybody yet, but a lot of people are in the running, we're told. How do you pick somebody from that sort of Lions, Mount Rushmore list? You start of with Drake. Celebrities? You start with Drake, or do you start with Jay? You start with whoever gave the best baby gift a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good question. Do you start with Jay Z, or do you start with Jay Z? Done. End of story. Yeah. That is her godfather. I understand that, but more than Drake. Yes. Drake, Drake might argue is certainly a bigger music star in terms of putting out music. But Jay Z is. You respect he, the father. He, he he is the goat, right? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not. So is he the Dr. Dre equivalent this time around? Well, he mm-hmm. is the Dr. Dre equivalent, right? The West Coast East Coast Dr. Dre equivalent, right? That's that's, that's Jay Z, and it's it's hard not to bring him in. Although, but Dre had all the power last time, right? He he's the one that got the gig, and he brought in every all of his uh, his friends, right? And, well, and, and his, 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 his cadre, and, yeah, his yeah. cadre of, of of musicians. She's now the one with the power, right? She seems to be the focal point, right? And we're told she has the final say in this. And, and oh, is that right? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Okay, yeah. so so yeah, if she has the final say. But Dre, but, may... but but Jay Z is the one who is part of the NFL now. I mean, they yes, part Rock right. Nation is part. That's right. Isn't it a little weird to say, as the partner of the NFL, okay, I'm going to be the one to go on stage. I, I understand why he would, but but, but he's he's Jay Z. It's just I mean, with anybody else, I would agree with you, except he's he's Jay Z. It's just it would be weird if he was the Super Bowl performer. But there's nothing wrong with going and being with Rihanna. Yeah. The problem is not we, we're talking it. about Jay Z or Drake. What if it's like Pharrell? We'll be like, oh, what well, happened? Uh, Pharrell. It, it ca- ain't gonna be Pharrell. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. Oh. I think they'll bring Paul McCartney just because it's a novelty. I don't think they're gonna bring. He, he's Paul already. Don't? He's already performed. I don't yeah. think they're going to do that. There's no way they. There's no way they do Kanye, right? Because no, it's, no tw- it's twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. What, 12 minutes yeah. Yeah. No way. That. No way. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, he, she can have any of the great luminaries of music. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Kim's reaction if they pick Kanye? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we got to move on. Um, you love I, this story. I, I, I am just fascinated yeah. by this. I saw this this morning when I was working out, and I just have been thinking about it ever since. So <laughs> there, there was a, a, a death in the Navy SEAL training program during Hell Week, um, and somebody had allegedly taken performance-enhancing drugs, um, they weren't in his system, but there were paraphernalia found nearby, and they believe he died as a result of it. So the Navy launched a big investigation. They found a significant number, at least this is, uh, according to a report, a significant number of candidates for the Navy SEAL program were taking some form of performance-enhancing drugs. Um, they are prohibiting that either because they're illegal or just because they're banned by the Navy. And I get all of that. But here's why I'm fascinated by it. And I kind of ran this up the flagpole in the newsroom and everybody attacked me for it. So, so why not do it again here? <laughs> Have at it. Okay. Um, so 
when Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds oh, took um, performance-enhancing drugs and they hit more home runs than they <clears> should <throat> have, I get it. They said that's not fair because you can't – it's not an equivalent. You can't measure that their yeah. performance against other batters because – you know, it's just not fair. Right. So they ban it, and they said that these guys have an asterisk next to, the, you know, their home run records or whatever. I get all that because it's against their own team. If it's the Navy, the team they're fighting against would be the enemy. But here's the thing. Performance-enhancing drugs mess with your mind. To be the best Navy SEAL is not to be the fastest. You need to think on your feet. It's a life-or-death choice, and I want somebody who's of the right mind to be doing that I, if they're on my team next to me. I work out at a gym where a lot of people are on some form of performance-enhancing drug. And Schmarbis a lot of people— Schmarbis. Huh? No, no I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, know, I, know you I do not. Joke. I know. But a lot of people do. And they're fine. I mean, I, I there, there are stockbrokers. There are there are. Yes. It just it, it's just a way of the world now. The way plastic surgery is a way of the world. Performance enhancing drugs are a way of the world. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not dangerous, and because they are, in different measures, but it's a reality, and people can function. But if you are able to be stronger and faster and better, yeah. Isn't that the end game? So then are you suggesting a way to regulate it so that you don't overdo it and then... Maybe you ban the ones that are, you know, the ones that really... Make you aggressive. But there are other... Well, but do you want to be aggressive? But I want you to make the right choice. If you have a weapon in your hand and you are my partner... I get it. I want you to wait to make sure that you have the right shot. So here's, here's the thing with me, the way I look at this. Uh, steroids, what we're talking about here, performance-enhancing drug steroids... They they are physically damaging over a long period of time. Yes. Even though sometimes in a short period of time, but more yes. more what we're talking about is long prolonged use. I think the thing what they're looking at here is if you use it in the short term to get you through training and to prove you are elite for the SEAL program, and not many people are taken. We all know that, right? A tiny, tiny, right. tiny fraction can make it through. If you prove you're elite, but it's only because of the drugs and it's not sustainable to keep you on for the next ten years. Therefore, you're not going to be on the drugs later on when you actually have to perform in combat missions. I thought about that, and I think that's a terrible argument. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because it's not about, oh, you're just doing it for the program. There are people who do it as a lifestyle now, that they well, don't do it. insanely dangerous. But I, I, go out. But those people have health complications. Maybe over time they do. But here's the thing. Yes, it's dangerous. Guess what else is dangerous? Being a Navy SEAL. No, it's no, dangerous. No, 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 no. no it's, there it's, are a lot of I, dangers, and it's like, is the Navy really concerned about what somebody is going to go through when they're 47 years yes, old? Yes, of course they no, are. No, they're not. Of course they are. They're not. What are we, because we, we, you we, can we, get killed when you're in the, battle. The, the military pays billions of dollars I understand. as settlements for subjecting their their <clears throat> soldiers to to, uh, to to various kinds of ailments and, and bad conditions. I know, but the, there, are a lot, there are a lot of you know vets who are, you know, leave the service and then they're uh, on performance and What drugs. you're suggesting, if you take it to a logical extreme, is just everybody who's on the front line. Not everybody. Pump, pump them full no. of performance and drugs no. so they can perform an elite battle. And what happens next happens I'm not, next. I'm not he saying... He wants you... his seals buff and beautiful. <laughs> Let it be. I am not saying... They're you really pump... small testicles, though. It's one of the... Uh, oh it's one God. of the perks. It's one... <laughs> I am not saying pump all of them. I'm saying that if somebody chooses... Now, if they're the, the illegal ones... Ban, you know, sure. Again, well, we're not talking about the really. I'm talking stuff, about right. the ones that they well ban that are not illegal. Yeah, and people just do it. 
I, I it, it's a little it's different to me than a baseball player. It's definitely different. I understand that it's not a combat sport. We want them at the top of their. It we is want, a combat sport. Well, yeah, it's sorry. just that yeah, it's not a competitive sport. I, I meant to say that was a weird weird mix there. It's not a competitive sport. I get that the records, the whole thing. I get that. Here we want people at the elite performance level. A, I'm not sure that it gives you that elite performance level over a long period of time. And B, I do think we need to concern ourselves a little bit with the cost benefit. Is the benefit really so great that it overcomes the cost of of these folks later in life? We haven't gone we we haven't gone to war in a long, long time, right? I mean, we, it's been 20 years since we sent yet, soldiers into war. Yet we got to have a program. We you right, got to have we, you, we 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 have the best military in the world, despite. Uh, steroid use, not because of it, right? I mean, we don't need this to to, to make an elite no, I, fighting I, I, force, I, 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 and it just harms people. I, uh, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't the, know a, a lot of things harm people. I mean, well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. A but... lot of things harm people. People make choices, and if it's legal, and somebody says it's my body, my choice. Not in the military. Nobody says that about the military. No, they say that in my life, my body, my choice. Now, if it's an illegal thing, I understand no. it. But if it's not illegal, and, and in the and military, then, you can't cut your hair a certain no, way. It's not their body, their choice. No, I understand. They have no choice over what they put. In I'm their saying body. that's what they're saying. Is it's my body, my choice. I'm not. You know, if I'm taking something that makes me stronger, or whatever, because I want that, and it's not illegal, let me do it. If it doesn't hurt the military. Uh, well, the military gets to decide what's what's good for it and what's good for its soldiers. Just making a point. I I, I, I realize this I this may be more of a lawyer's argument than a real argument. I was just thinking about it this morning. So I think it's a doctor's argument, really, Jamie. Uh, I, I think it's, I don't. I, I, I disagree. Back, don't ask, don't tell, but for PEDs, right? <laughs> Wow. There you go. Hey, that's what you're saying. That's why you're at. That's, that's what you're saying. What you're right? saying. <laughs> Let him do if they want to do it. I don't and, like it. And Jamie. Put that way. <laughs> All right. And, I'll, and I'll Jamie, get it. Jamie, for gay people. Too. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.